Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Here's San Francisco and the incomparable forward, Rick Barry. Behind the end line, they burn him again and it's Barry. And now Rick Barry, the league's leading scorer. What a superb basketball player he is. Hi, everybody. Time for another episode of the Rick Barry. Actually, it's the Rick Barry Cyrus Satcha show, even though I know no, it's, it's not. Rick no, Barry it's show. not. Oh, yeah, it is. It is. You're, you're the Hall of Famer. I'm a nobody. To do the show without you, I, I would be. I, it's it's not. No, it's much more fun having a sidekick and doing stuff. So thank you. I'm, I'm a sidekick, of, but this is your show. You're the star of the show. Oh, it's kind of like Batman show. and Robin, maybe, you know, <laughs> maybe uh, a hetero uh, Robin. Like a yes. Ranger in, Lone Ranger and Tonto. Uh, <laughs> I got another one for you. Yancey <laughs> Berenger and Pahu the Indian. All right. You don't even know about that one, right? I do not know about you that. I no do idea. not know about that one. Yancey, Yancey Derringer was a cool cat, man. He was cool. <laughs> Thank check you. Check out sometime. Jock Mahoney. Yeah, check it out. Anyway, uh, welcome. <laughs> and, you know, all of a sudden, my cohort, that's right, the surf man himself, Cyrus Satchez, he's, you got to check his other show out too, folks. So I'll tell people how they can get your show. Oh, well, it's all in the same stream. So if they subscribe to the Rick Barry show, they're also getting Warriors 24-7. And if they don't want to hear that, they just don't hit the play button on it. But uh, we're all in the same stream. So All right. All right. Yeah. So I just want to make sure that they can go ahead and hear about what you're doing. All right. Time to take a quick break to talk about our official sponsor, Bet Online. They're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season. I've been having me a lot of fun betting on some NBA and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use their promo code BELIEVE50. That is B-L-E-A-V-5-0 to receive your bonus from basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. So anyway, uh, I've been hearing all of this stuff and, you know, the shows we've been doing over the last few weeks and what have you and all about the pool party. Something has happened with the pool party. Is, has, the, has, has the pool been drained? It's it's empty or it's polluted or I, well, this is why, you know, I, I, I hosted without you a couple of days ago and everything I brought up, I kept saying I wish Rick was here. Because your experience, your insights, your knowledge, your intelligence, everything would have been definitely welcomed and needed. Because I don't know what's going on with Jordan Poole. Do you know what's going on? I mean, I have no well, idea what's going on with the kid. Well, here's the thing. I think you have a soundbite from Steph Curry talking about him. Let's play that and see what Steph has to say, and we'll go from there. Yeah, let me uh, let me open that up. Um, and uh, yeah, and, and this was uh, in the podium presser after last night's uh, Warriors Grizzlies game. We're, we're recording this on October 29th, uh, Friday morning. So this is Stephen Curry talking about um, Jordan Poole's rough night. Is there anything you can sort of impart to him to kind of help him out? Always and always uh we have a lot of conversations and a lot of feedback and back and forth on like you said what it means to be consistent every night and 
you know, for him, he wants it really bad. He wants to be great in this league. You can see it, but, um, you know, it takes time. And for him, it's just, you know, understanding that you don't have to press every night, you know, especially when you, uh, you're on other team scouting reports and, and they're going to try to take you away from your, your patterns and your sweet spots and all that. Um, and, you know, especially if he's out there with a the second unit, he's he's a featured guy. So, you know, he's going to see a lot more attention. It's just about not forcing anything and understanding this game's going to come because he's super talented. He has all the skill set in the world to do, you know, put the ball in the basket to play make. And he sees the court really well. He just can't press. And usually that starts, you know, between the ears and, and having a vision of what you're trying to do every night, not worrying about the end result. Like it has to be a certain – uh, stat line. It's just you know he play well and you impact the game and and and, and he'll he'll figure that out. Very so good. Go. That's same. Well, that's that's sound advice. That's exactly what the situation is. It is between your ears, and the problem with it is is that you can't go into games with high expectations about I need to go and get this. Just go and freaking play. Okay, you know how to play. You've shown that you can get thirty points in an NBA game, right? Don't worry about it if things aren't going well uh, when you're shooting the ball. Hey, if the third, if your shot, your three point shot for him, obviously, what, zero for nine the last couple of games. So if that's not working, go to the basket. Yeah. Get out on the fast break. Go get an offensive rebound. Get to the free throw line. Just go and play the game. Don't worry about whether your shot's going in or not. And if it's there and it's open, take it. But then be selective about your shots. When things are going good, he's shooting the Steph Curry 28-footers and making them, right? Well, if things aren't going good, stop shooting the 28-footer. You know, just get close to the line as you can if you're going to take the three-pointer. And so, and that's very sound advice that Steph gave him. Steph's been through that. He knows. I mean, come on. Steph's had games where he was, you know, two for 14 or something from three-point range and all. He doesn't worry about it. Just keep playing. But it's the same thing, is that don't keep making the same mistakes over and over again. Learn from what's happening. Adjust to what's happening. So here's the deal. So he's only played five games in the regular season. But it's been... He's had a couple of bad games out of five, right? At least, yeah, yeah, right? correct. At least so three, yeah, three, so three games three, that were subpar. Go. And this right. is the box yeah, okay. score in so front three of you. Subpar, three subpar games, and and you know one of them really bad. Okay, here's the deal: you want to be the type of player that you're only going to have one subpar game out of every ten. When I first was coming into the league, my Coach in college, who was a, a great pro basketball player, one of the top players in pro basketball years and years ago, Bruce Hale. Bruce said to me, he said, Rick, when you go, you're going to have eight games at least, maybe 10, but eight games at least. So you got an 80-game schedule, eight bad games. That means I can have a bad game every 10 games, okay? And that's going to happen. I mean, it's just you're not a perfect human being. You're not going to play great every single time. But in those times when you're not having those games, find something else. Go get some more rebounds. Create some more opportunities for your teammates. Do something to be a productive member of the team when you're out right. there on the court. Don't just keep the, it's kind of like you can start a self-destruct. The guy that comes to mind all the time who I know well, and I felt so sorry for him when he was playing for Riley, when he was back when Riley was coaching the Knicks, was John Stark self-destructed in the playoffs. If you remember the back in those days, I do. Oh my God. I mean, 
That's why I credit Al Adams. I was out there sucking up the, you know, in game seven against, against Chicago in the finals in 75. And Al was smart enough to take me out of the game, you know, and, and that's the thing. I'm sure that, you know, we have something I think coming up from, uh, from, from coach Kerr about their turnovers, which is mm-hmm. the other thing but yes. we'll get into that in a moment, but you just have to play smarter. Let the game come to you. Don't force things but really focus on doing other good things out there on the court. Don't worry about the shooting. The shooting is more like a roller coaster ride. You know, it's up and down, up and down sometimes. And, 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 and you know, maybe, maybe you don't, you don't want to have as many downs. You want to have a lot of ups and then try to maintain the same level a little bit. Maybe you'll have a tough one and bounce back. In fact, I always remember one thing that Jeff Mullins, I think it said, he says, one thing about Rick, and this made me feel good. He said, the one thing about Rick or even Clifford has said it to Clifford Ray, he says, you know, you know, if Rick went out and had a tough game, you could pretty much count on him and have a pretty damn good game the next one. Well, you okay. know, you know, you you said the same thing about Stephen Curry after the opening night you, right. when, when he had the triple double, but he called his shooting trash. You you called it. You said he's going to come back and light it up, and he did. Scored over forty points. So that's what great players do. Yeah, and but because you don't worry about the thing. Hey, you know that's going to happen. And what you do, you can't have three out of five. Okay, Correct. you know, three out of five is not good. No, I mean, that's in, that's inconsistency and inconsistency as a coach, you know, have a guy to get you 30 one night and nine the next. I'd rather have a guy get me 18 on both nights. Correct. I'm the say I, I 100% agree with you. And, and just to add to that, two free throw attempts total. I'm sorry, one free throw attempt total the last two games. Yeah, that's going, just, going off that's, what you're saying about it. You're not shooting the ball well, and you keep yeah. shooting the ball from the outside. I say, screw that. Go to the basket. Give the guy a little fake. Get on the break. Go to the hole. Get up because it helps you. You get to the free throw line. You make a couple of free throws. You feel good. Next thing you know, you get an open shot. You knock it in. Boom, and you're fine. You can't worry about the things, but he's compounding the problem, right? He's adding fuel to a fire that you don't want to have. Yeah, you're not shooting the ball well. So you got you can't just keep shooting. Yes, yeah, shooters shoot. Yes, but you try to do something. Try to do something else to get some points by not just shooting the outside shot if it's not working well, or stop taking the threes. Go and yeah. take a pull up jumper from ten or twelve. I mean, do something else to get I out agree. of that rut that you're in. Okay, so yeah. you know, so it's early in the season. Hey, but the beauty of it is. Steph had struggled in the first game. He comes out. He's only played two out of five games good, and you were counting on him to be a productive force. You're, and you still had a chance to win this other game. I, I mean, it was, what was it? Now we get to the second part of our conversation today. Turnovers. Turnovers. Yeah, what's going okay? on there? Because that, well, because that, that number is abysmal. But that's the thing that you, you can't afford to turn the ball over and give other opportunities to the team because they didn't shoot the ball all that well at all, but they got more shots. Because of your turnovers, you can't provide more opportunities for the other team to score because they allows them to shoot a lower percentage. And if they're shooting a higher percentage, you're really in trouble. But the Warriors are still in the ba- in the game. But the turnovers, you can't do that. I mean, it's just. I, I agree. Just, and, and, and just to put it in context, uh, in the last two games, they had 15 turnovers against Oklahoma City. 22 yes. against the Grizzlies. 22. And they were, they were in, yeah, And they were in the game. With tw- and they were lucky. The Gri- Here's the thing. The Grizzlies didn't have a particularly good game either, so they had to be really happy to come away with the victory. Yeah. They, oh, heck you know, yeah. I mean, John Moran played well, but they didn't shoot the ball exceptionally well from twos Great. or threes. But they did from the free throw line. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and I know, That's the turnovers that was are... the difference in the game. 
right? So how do you how do you fix that problem? If you're Steve Kerr, and we got that sound, we'll play in just a second. But if you're Steve Kerr, let's say uh, head coach Rick Barry's team just did committed 37 turnovers in two games. How do you reverse that problem? That's where your answer would be so valuable in this case, because only a few people could answer that question. There's always a thing that goes into your head when you do it. If I try, if I, if I see my man, if there's more than one guy around a teammate, don't throw the ball. Number one. Right, right. Okay, right. Nope, don't throw the ball. The thing, about the other, another thing that you do, if I throw the ball to my teammate, what is he going to be able to do with it? If he's not in a good position to do something with just to pass the ball to him, to pass the ball when a defender's right there with him, what are you accomplishing by doing that? Right. No, I agree. I wholeheartedly agree. And don't try to make the heroic pass. Don't try to throw it through somebody's legs. Your, your team's having trouble. Don't try those passes. Don't try behind the back stuff. You know, keep it simple, right? Keep it as simple and basic oh. as possible. Make the more secure pass the safer pass but you can't play scared you still have to play you see the guy oh make the simple pass right away don't try to make the fancy one take another dribble to see what evolves know who you're throwing the ball to don't try to force things into traffic simple stuff i mean it's just good basic stuff because they're making too many silly mistakes with the basketball and it's killing them Agreed. And, and, and I really hope they're spending a lot but of time in the, in the film room. But here's the thing. That's what I say. They're four and one. I, I'm Here with you are. on that. We're talking about all these problems with pool. We're talking about the problems with the turnovers. They had a chance to still win that game. It could be five and oh, they're four and one. And they have not played really good, sound, fundamental basketball as a team with the problems. Yeah. they have. The thing that's helping them a lot that I'm kind of surprised about is they've been rebounding pretty well. Amazingly well. No, no, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of flabbergasted by that. But of course, it helps, you know, when your point guard's getting 10 rebounds sometimes. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, but, but, the, and, and I'm guessing they're going to spend a lot of time in the film room, right? To, to literally dissect every turnover. Cause I'm sure you show a lot of these in the film room. And Steph and Dre are making a lot of these turnovers, by the way. And, and they're probably looking at this going, why did I do that? Like the, the Draymond Green, eight second half court violation. Did you see that in last night's game at the end? Did yeah. you see Draymond do that? That was crazy. I mean, it's just, I feel like there's a lot of mental lapses going on here. They're just not focused. And I, I don't, I don't know how you fix that, but it is weird. Do you want to hear Steve, uh, Steve Kerr talking about yeah, it uh, yeah, after last night's game? Yeah, yeah, here's the thing. Okay. It's, it's, it gets down to what we, I've talked about at Affinitum. I mean, it's staying focused. Yes. I talk about that so often. I tell people the hardest, the most difficult thing for an athlete to learn to do is to stay focused for extended periods of time. Because if you are not focused, you're going to make these silly kind of mistakes. Yeah. You're going to do foolish things. You're going to be a half a step late on defense, which is going to kill you. So stay focused, keep it simple, keep it basic, and they'll be fine. You forgot to add the word dummy after keep it simple. Keep it simple, dummy. I mean, what you say, you say, you say keep it simple, <laughs> stupid is what they use. <laughs> yeah, I know I doubt Kerr's saying that to Draymond or Steph. Uh, here, here is Kerr uh, talking about the turnovers after uh, last night's Grizzlies game. You know, we had a great first quarter, and the ball was moving, and then uh, we just got a little crazy out there. And uh, I give them credit. You know, they were on a back-to-back, and um, they came came in and, and dug in and, and – uh, played defense and forced some of those turnovers, but a lot of them were unforced. And, uh, you know, that's been our kind of our uh, our goal all preseason, all camp, all early part of the season was to 
to cut our turnovers down to a, a really reasonable number, you know, kind of 12, 13 range. Um, and we've only been able to do that once out of the five games. We had, I think, seven in uh, Sacramento, maybe. Uh, so we got to do a better job taking care of the ball. So it's a, it's a good lesson for us, and uh, we got to learn from it. It's early in the season. I'm confident that we we will learn. And, and by the way, I I, uh, I want to yeah, show you real yeah. quick um, at the uh, on this screen we're watching of Kerr. There also shows the schedule of the next seven games. Um, I I don't know how many moronic, idiotic, ignorant and I put in air quotes media members, at least here in the Bay Area and even nationally, we're going on saying, oh, the Warriors have this great, easy stretch of games coming up. They got an eight-game homestand. The competition's weak. Yeah, Oklahoma City is relatively weak. Charlotte's not weak. Uh, Atlanta's not weak. Chicago's not weak. Memphis is certainly not weak. I don't know who was out there. I mean, I I don't want to call them out by name, but why are you saying that? I mean, study the game, study the team's opponents. This is a relatively hard stretch. I know New Orleans should hopefully be easy. Houston should hopefully be easy. Minnesota's not even uh, a walkover right now. They're, I think, 3-1 to start the year. Yeah, do your research, media. Um, But anyways, yeah, what are your thoughts on Kurds going back to the turnovers? Um, and what are your thoughts on their, on their lack of consistency? I was talking about the about that the last show. They, were, they can't put together four quarters. I love what you're saying about the fact that they're four and one despite not playing that great, which is incredibly optimistic and, and makes, makes Dub Nation hopeful. But why do you think the team cannot put those four straight quarters together? And, and I'm referring to the fact that until last night's Grizzlies game, they were given up 32 points a game in the first quarter. Um, last night they seemed to do, flip that where the first half they played great, but in the second half they had a lapse. Um, what do you think? Why do you think that is? And how do you, how do you develop a consistent full game from the squad? Five, five, five letters. <laughs> F O C U S. There you go. It all yeah, comes yeah, down to saying that you have got to maintain focus. As I say, when I, when I coached with my guys in the minor league stuff, I said, look, you guys, I'm only asking you 40 minutes, not 48. You, you, if we can do 40 minutes of focused basketball, offensive, defensively, we are going to win a lot of basketball games because most teams can't do that. They, they, and one of the problems with the Warriors is you have a lot of younger guys. And, right. and, and what, what's compounding the problem? Two of your veteran guys are losing their focus a little bit creating all those turnovers and making silly plays and things that just like you mentioned with Draymond and the eight second violation thing, these guys should not be making, you just can't make those kinds of foolish mistakes, especially in close basketball games. And so it's, this is not like it's the end of the world. I mean, come on, they're four and one, (laughs) they're four and one and they have not played one full good basketball game. That is incredible. Think about that. So wait, Rick, you're saying they shouldn't trade Steph Curry or, or fire Kerr? That's what I I'm think they for. should keep. I think they should keep Curry and keep Draymond. And uh, you know, I mean, to me, with everything that's happening and going on, to be at four and one, it's almost miraculous. To be honest with you, I, I totally agree. And the competition's yeah, sure. been stiff. Yeah, I mean, with the exception of Oklahoma City, the Oklahoma City Thunder, these are great teams that have been playing. Um, well, for now, I mean, maybe the Lakers. We look at them in three months and realize that it should have been a walkover, uh, like like. It, or like they should have beat them like they did. Um, what about Stephen Curry's fourth quarters? It's been three games now, three consecutive games where he hasn't scored in the fourth quarter. He's putting up these these incredible numbers despite that. Uh, are, are they playing him too much early on? Like, is it just a is this just a freak random thing? Like, what are your thoughts on that? 
Well, I think, you know, teams are obviously focusing on him and they're, you know, they're jumping him off the screens or forcing him to give the basketball up, which is what I would do. I mean, get the damn ball out of his hands. He can't score if he doesn't have the ball. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> yeah, pretty, right, yeah. pretty obvious. So, um, and he knows that, like he even said that as, a, as advice to, to Poole. When Poole's coming in, they're expecting him to be the second team guy to come right, and get right. points for him. Well, the other teams are ready for it. So now they're trying to take away the stuff he is, and they're doing stuff to him like they were doing to Steph to make it a little bit more difficult. And that's why you have to be a well-rounded player. You know, and the thing about Steph is Steph doesn't have to have the ball to get open. He moves so well without the ball as well. So, yes. and, he gets him, and he gets himself open. He doesn't need much space to get a shot off. But I do think at times, it's kind of like, the way Steve Nash did things, Steve Nash would much rather get 18, 20 assists than yeah. score 30 points. Right. But if your team is struggling, that's the one thing I always felt that I love him as a player, would love to have been a teammate of his is John, John oh, Stockton. Man. John Stockton needed to be more aggressive offensively at times. I think he hurt his team by not doing that. I think it should have been demanded of him. And the same thing in this situation here is that you have to understand when your team is struggling. So sometimes Steph may have to be a little bit more aggressive, go to the basket some more, do the things. If your team is not doing what needs to be done, especially in the fourth quarter, then you have to exert yourself. You, you, I mean, you can try to get people involved and do it. I know people get on my case in game seven against Phoenix when we lost the next year and could have gone to the finals again. But the thing is, is our problem was we were doing too much one-on-one -on -one stuff. So I didn't want to do all the one-on-one -on -one stuff. And so I did something I tried to create. I tried to get it to some of my teammates. And looking back on it, I didn't get the ball in certain situations. I should have been the, the uh, you know, the, the names that Bill Simmons and other people have used. I should have been that kind of person and said, hey, <laughs> give me the goddamn ball, you know, and I'll make something happen. Let's, let me have the ball. And I didn't do that. If I'm looking back on it, if there's one thing I would do differently, that's the one one game that I feel that I should have done that. Uh, and talking about Steph not doing it, I'd look back and say, I, I let myself and the team down. I should have done that. I mean, I was the one guy that could have done that. And I didn't do it in that game. And it cost us a chance to go to the finals. I'll never forget it. I'll go to my grave. that all the time i tell you but you, you you just have to as a veteran player you, you have to understand the circumstances that exist and and steph in those situations if the other guys aren't getting it done you know they're going to need you well then you got to be a little bit more aggressive. and kobe did that a lot mm -hmm. yes he Some did. of the teams yeah. he had and people said he's selfish no 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 he wasn't being selfish he didn't have other guys getting it done so he was trying to do something to make something happen and sometimes you wind up taking some tough shots and you'll might you might force something. But Steph is the kind of guy, if he becomes more aggressive, go basket dude, he'll create more opportunities for his teammates by being aggressive. Steph Curry can't just be out there on the court without the ball in his hands. Yeah. You can't, you, allow the, you can't allow the other team to take it out of your hands. And his teammates have to understand it. So let's run stuff, get some back cuts, because he's smart moving without the basketball. You know, look for some opportunities to do it, but look yourself to get some opportunities for Steph. Help Steph out in those situations. Don't let him have to do it all by himself. I hear you. And I do want to give the Grizzlies some credit. That's a long, lengthy, very strong defensive team. I mean, I think that was part of the problem with Steph. I mean, I saw Steph get intimidated and, and have the ball turned over, partly because the Grizzlies were just having their hands all over the place. I do want to give them a little credit, but... Uh, I, I, I want to talk a lot about of credit. Oh, give them a lot of credit because yeah. here's the thing too. When that's happening and they see it's coming, you have to adjust to those things. Yes. Yeah. You're so right. if they're no, going to be doing right. that, you got to make a price. That guy's coming to do it. You know, you're jumping. You got to slip the screen, hit the slipper. 
you know, hit the guy going to the basket. You got two guys coming to jump you. Give it to him. Let him attack. Now you got opportunities. You've gotten into the gut of the defense. You have to understand the situation that exists out there on the court and take advantage of that. If the other team is going to be overly aggressive, I always felt I loved it when teams would press, especially in college, you know, because a lot of teams do a pressing full court. Everything. I always say a pressing defense is a freaking weak defense if you know how to play. <laughs> if, you pass, if you pass and move and cut like the Warriors do, when they start doing that to Steph, man, they should be just killing the other team because they are. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Yeah. Well, the truth of it is, is that you got to play smarter. Yeah, no, agree. You have to play smarter. You, you must adjust to what it's a chess game. Okay. It is. It and is. Chess. The defense, the one guy moves his little, he loses his little pawn over him. What does that afford me the opportunity to do? So you got to be able to look at it, analyze it. Now, of course, in this game, you don't have, you know, a timer that you push to have before you make your move. It's got to be instantaneous. Okay. <laughs> right, There's right. a big difference between playing chess and playing basketball because one is an automatic reaction to something. The other one, you've got time to sit and think and ponder what you want to do. Right. You don't have that opportunity here, but that's why you want players who really understand the game, who have the ability to see and recognize things and react instantaneously to it. That's the beauty to me, the game of basketball. And that's what I loved about it. And so the Warriors need to do a better job of making adjustments to what teams are doing, especially with the way they're guarding Steph. No, you're absolutely right. Um, and, and I want to bring up the fact that the news uh, came out just minutes ago that uh, Moses Moody is being sent down to the G league to get some playing time and get some experience uh, part of what kind of frustrated me in that Oklahoma City game and what prompted me to, to text you at like two in the morning or whatever that was to say, hey, I'm recording a show the next day, is the fact that I, I started uh, be, uh, feeling perturbed over the fact that to me, a game like the Oklahoma City Thunder game is where you really want to play your youngsters. So you, you so hopefully your veterans can rest. And while at the same time, your youngsters are getting valuable experience against a team like that, who is considered by many to be the worst in the NBA. But so far, Kaminga's still MIA. He, he, I mean, he, we, we, the only report we've ever heard is that he like sprained his patella tendon in his knee. The last report that came out said that he's been cleared for full practice and that we get another update today. I haven't heard anything yet. But I mean, this is a, a rookie that should be playing when we, have, we haven't seen him at all yet. James Wiseman. I mean, we can rehash the whole story of three college games, no summer league, no preseason. We haven't seen him yet this year. There's a cloud of mystery over the fact that he's, he's been out for six months over an injury that some people come back from in six weeks. And it's no, making six, me eight, sometimes six days. If it's a six, if we, there you, know, you go. Even, yeah. It even makes my, it makes my case stronger. I, I don't so, know. What, what is the, what is the, what is the, 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 the uh, the diagnosis with him. I mean, cause I, I've read this. So I think that he had a, it was cartilage or something. I mean, a meniscus or something. Well, that meniscus. Means, yeah. Well, a meniscus shit. I mean, with well, arthroscopic surgery, guys are back playing in a week. A well, lot that, and again, the, and, the, and that goes to my point. And what I want to talk about is, I, I mean, at what point should we start becoming either concerned or maybe frustrated over the fact that in, in the last two years, the Warriors passed up uh, Anthony Edwards. Uh, we, we got a report some months ago that the Minnesota Timberwolves would have happily traded uh, uh, the picks for next to nothing. So the Warriors could have gotten Anthony Edwards. They could have gotten Lamella Ball. I know you and I were not huge fans of his, but he's clearly lighting it up now. So I guess in my mind, I'm starting to feel some regret over the fact that we passed up these two guys for Wiseman. And then this year, I don't know if you've had a chance to watch Davion Mitchell. He, I picked him in every mock draft that was a part of representing the Warriors. I love this kid. I think a lot of people did. His height was the only detriment. Um, and, he, and here he is lighting it up as a rookie, whereas with Kaminga, we haven't seen him once. 
And it's starting to make me wonder, it's like, did the Warriors make some mistakes here in the draft? And if not, like, when are we going to see these kids? Like, like, should like, do I have a right to be a little frustrated right now, Rick? Or, or do you think this is just something that's very normal and I should be patient? I would love your thoughts on that because I'm starting to get a little pissed off over these, these kids who should be gaining experience and helping the veterans out, but we're not seeing anything. Well, your thoughts on that, sir? Obviously, the, you know, the coaching staff and Steve Kerr, you know, they have their idea of what needs to be done and how they want to go about doing it. And hopefully it's going to work for them. But I, I'm, yeah. I'm from the school that you're from is that to me, a rookie should never be a rookie for an entire season. Yeah. Okay. Because there's so many games to be played. I mean, it's basically more than two and a half times a college season. Okay. So, you know, midway into the damn season or certainly three quarters <laughs> into the NBA season, this guy should have enough experience that he should not be a rookie anymore. And you want to get them that experience because you want them to be able to be a productive member of your team who can yeah. contribute to success down the stretch and into the playoffs. And if you don't play him, you're going to have a rookie playing. Yes. So, yeah. And, right. and so I, I'd like to see, a, you know, a guy get the opportunity. I, if, you know, with the Kaminga situation, I, I would assume that they would send him down there as well to go ahead and work his way back to get to the point where he can come back and help the parent team. I mean, yeah, I mean, you got to pick the guys that you want to be a contributing factor because you're not playing 15, okay? I mean, God bless the, the, the association for the players to get 15 guys on an active roster. guys. <laughs> and I wish that had happened years ago. My son Scooter would have been in the NBA because they had 13 oh. no contracts and, and only 12 oh. rosters, you know, so that, you know, that would help. But you could, you have to make the decision, which of your guys are guys that, you think have a chance to be helpful to you. And those are the guys that need to go down just like they did with pool. And it certainly helped him to go down and play there. Yes, it did. And the same thing I think could happen for Kaminga, uh, you know, and, and Moody who certainly look as though they have the potential to be contributing factors to the team's success. Um, I was glad to see that they're sending Moody down there to give him an opportunity to play some, I, I would think if Kaminga's coming off injury and stuff, that that's the perfect thing to do to send them down there. That's what they yeah. do with rehab for baseball players and stuff, especially pitchers, let them go down there and get themselves back and ready to come up and, and, and play some for you. So yes, sir. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. And, and, but the one that mystery to me is, is that, I mean, it's gotta be like, come on. I had never heard of a guy with just a meniscus gotta be more than just a meniscus. Something else had to happen. How do you be out this long with a meniscus? I, exactly. That's and, and and for a long time, I, I was kind of supporting the, the 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 reasons behind it. Possibly, you know, playing it safe. But for how long? I mean, at a certain point, we got to see this kid play. I mean, he's a complete blank slate to everyone. You're now in year two. We're five games into a season. I mean, give it at least. If the Warriors would be nice if they were a little more transparent and just let us know what's really going on here. Like, because like you said, a, a meniscus injury in their knee should not keep you out for six months. Uh, a patella uh, a, a strain or bruise or whatever was going on with Kaminga, where they said he was going to be out 10 days originally. That was over a month ago. So I don't, I, I really am, am fascinated and a little disturbed about what's going on with the youngsters. Cause I think a lot of us want to see them play. And, and, and like you said, you know, normally teams don't go that deep into the bench. The warriors are coming damn close. I mean, they're playing Gary Payne the second a lot side note, by the way, I love this kid. I don't know what your thoughts on, on, uh, are on Gary Payton too. I, I love this kid. I want to see him play more. It seems like every time he's on the, on the court, good things are happening. So, so increase that please. Um, but yeah, I, I'm just really baffled by this whole thing with the kids, with these, uh, these rookies and and Wiseman, I'm still going to call a rookie. Cause he is right. I mean, he's only played like, I don't even know how many games he played last year. It wasn't that many. Yeah. 
That's it. I'm well, done. I'm know, tapped. We just have to kind of wait. <laughs> I, I always did believe that. I mean, here's the thing, even as a coach doing stuff, you always have to be honest with your players. And, yeah. and the same thing, I mean, with fans, I think you need to be honest with your fans. You need to be transparent with your fans. You don't want to hide things from your fans. Just tell the damn truth. Yeah. Okay? You know, and, and, and like you said, with chess, I get that like in the playoffs, I totally get the, the chess analogy there and, and, and maintaining a strategy of not letting your opponent know what's going on. But in the regular season, five games in, tell us what's going on here. Like, I want to see Kaminga. I mean, do we do, do we blow it with that pick? Do we blow it with uh, and I hate saying we I'm sorry, I'm totally contradicting my own uh, uh, feelings on that word. But um, should the Warriors be playing Wiseman right now? And if not, did they make a mistake on that? I, I would love to know that. And I think you would and I think the fan would and Anyways, um, Rick, tell us about these amazing, you have three companies you're endorsing, uh, Medisaleaf, Sleeve. Uh, I forgot the third one. Uh, show some love. Uh, what's going on here? Uh, oh, Biogenesis. Yeah. Biogenesis, yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, that's just a few of the things involved. But I love them. I mean, you know, the, the Medisaleaf one, medisaleaf.com, M-E-D-I-C-I-L-E-A-F.com. Put uh, 24 in the code and you'll get a, a really nice discount on the products. Uh, they, I've seen them, what they've done to people firsthand. I use them all the time myself before I go out to play pickleball or just in general. I mean, I know I wake up in the morning, I try to stretch and do things, have a little stiff, you know, stiffness in the lower back that I strained years ago. And it's really interesting because I'll do that and I'll take some sublingual stuff and stick it in and before if I'm not going to be playing pickleball or stuff. And the next thing I know, well, I can actually just tell you, actually, I did it now because earlier I knew I was going to come and do this. I came back, I had played a little pickleball and I took some <laughs> of the stuff and put it under my tongue, let it go. And now I'm sitting here, but my back is not, I don't feel my back. I mean, my oh. back doesn't have, my back doesn't feel like, you know, stiff. It helps with inflammation and stuff. So give it a try. Seriously. Don't be taking all those stupid other stuff that you get over the counter that can screw up your stomach and all kinds of other things. This is all natural stuff. So uh, <laughs> give it a shot. Medisaleaf.com 24 is the code. And then I just talked to a lady that's an unbelievable player. She's a little over 70, but she's an amazing pickleball player and really good. Uh, I'd love to get to play with her, but she's got someone that she plays with all the time and plays in the sixties. But uh, <laughs> I'd love, you know, she's a great player, but she had a knee thing and doing it. And I told her about go sleeves. And I said, she got, she had kinesio tape on there doing it. I said, look, it, you should be wearing the, the go sleeve. You, you have the tape already in there. It's going to help them give you some compression. You're going to really love it. So I talked to her about that. Also gave her some of this leaf stuff to try for her knee to make her feel better, but it's, it's, it's good stuff. And go sleeves dot com geos s-l-e-e-v-e-s.com check that out for for they have the knees they have compression sleeves that are great uh it's not a brace of any kind and they have good stuff for the calf and also helps with the achilles i'm still trying like it to get clay just to try him out i mean i think this could help him i'm, I'm just trying to help him out it's like I, I i don't understand how because me cyrus if it's something that can't hurt me i'm gonna try it of course, yes. I mean, and why I would I not try anything? That's the same way. Why would you not try underhanded freaking free throws to see if you can <laughs> I, know. I was, you know, I was talking to my fiance about that too, because because you know, every once in a while she asks me questions. She doesn't know anything about the NBA really, but you know, I started to tell her. She goes, you know, what are my 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 classmates or or peers? She's a kindergarten teacher. Uh, found out that you and I do this podcast and he loves you and he's a huge fan. And and so she was like, what's this thing about the underhanded free throws? And I had to explain to her how you mastered the art of this. And, and you, for a long time, you held the record for the highest free throw percentage in NBA history. And for some reason, other players just didn't want to emulate 
for whatever reasons. And I find that ignorant. I mean, if something's going to work, who cares how it looks or whatever your reasons are. And speaking of ghost sleeves, by the way, might as well add Jonathan Kaminga and James Wiseman to the list of people who could probably use this. Yeah. I mean, if they're not playing yet. Well, I Wiseman, mean, it'd be great for him if he said the knee thing. I'm telling you, can't, it can't hurt you. I mean, it's got a proven a proven medical kinesiology tape. It's, it's proven that this stuff does some good stuff for you. It's not going to hurt you. It's got nice compression. The sleeve's really well made. It doesn't slip and go down. I mean, it stays where it's supposed to be. I play for hours, have them on all the time playing in pickleball tournaments. And I don't, I don't even need them, but I wear them because I put it on once my knee, it got a little bit sore, my one with no cartilage. And I put it on, I said, that feels really good. And I said, oh. you know, I'm going to try that on my other one. I, it just balances me out. It just feels good. Anyway, so try. <laughs> and if you go there, if you go there, it's RB, small RB24, code RB24. And you get a nice discount on that as well. And then if you're interested to buy, you know, the biogenesis one, it's gogyv.com. Check that one out. I don't necessarily right now have a code. I probably should get one, but uh, you, you'll, see some <laughs> of the, you'll see some of the athletes that are there in the biogenesis team guy, former athletes. And it's amazing. They, they just rave about it. I mean, they're, I told the one guy, the swimmer is within a couple of tenths of a second of what he was when he was younger on an Olympic swimmer. I mean, come on. I mean, that's crazy. And he's in his forties. And, um, and it makes just, you know, makes you feel good. Give it a shot. I know I got off of a prescription for Celebrex for my knee. I haven't taken that in years. This stuff has been unbelievable. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm a big believer. Try anything. If you know that it can't hurt you, it's a natural thing. Why would you not try it? I mean, why would you want to go around in discomfort, in pain, not feeling great? When you have something out there that you can take that you know is natural, can't hurt you, why would you not want to try it just to improve the quality of your life? I just don't understand that. I totally and agree. And improve the you quality can... of your basketball by trying underhanded free throws. <laughs> and you can follow your son, Canyon, is a genius for doing that. He, he, he knows best. Listen well, he, to shot 100, he shot 100 last year in the short in the G, and C, uh, you know, the G League season. Incredible. And, uh, Incredible. He's been up in 90% doing it. But, you know, and of course, you know, he has guys that are on the parent team that shoot in the 20s from threes, the low 40s from twos, 60 percent or worse or something from the free throw line. And, and they're up there making multi millions of dollars. And you got a kid down there that you can get for a minimum contract. At least give him a 10 way. Give him a shot. You know, yes. Agreed. And you can follow Rick Barry on all social media platforms at Rick 24 Barry. You can follow this show on all social media platforms at Warriors 24 Pod and follow me on Twitter at Dog Surf Rocho. Golden State Warriors, Steve Kerr, Myers and crew, listen to Rick Barry. The man is a legend. There's a reason why his jersey number hangs in the rafters of Chase Center. Always a pleasure, sir. But we'll do this again early next week. Well, yeah, I look forward to talking to you. But don't worry about things here. It's not the end of the world. They're four <laughs> and one. They're four and one. Okay. Could easily be five and zero. And they have some little things that they can get to, to be able to have these issues and these problems and be four and one is a godsend. Trust me. Yeah. I love hearing that, Rick. Really, Always really <laughs> you have to be the eternal optimist. That's, I'm the eternal optimist. That's oh, why people get my phone number. Just, I say, hey, then the next call may be the next great opportunity and deal in life. You just never know. If That's you don't true. talk to people, never hurts to talk to people, never hurts to try new things. I highly recommend that these guys just get their focus. Find out what it is. I wish I could tell you. If I could bottle it, I'd be a billionaire. <laughs> yeah, I'd be yeah. a trillionaire. No, seriously. And so I'd be a, 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 without question, I mean, let's just say billionaire for sure. But it's <laughs> insane how many people can't do that. Cyrus, I mean, I've been around this game. I've seen it. It's just not easy to keep your mind 
focused on what you're supposed to be doing at all times. It's so easy to wander off a little bit, to lose the focus. And when that happens, you get yourself in trouble. This is happening to the Warriors, especially with the turnover situation. Sage advice. Love it. Thank you. All right, everybody. Take care. God bless. And happy Halloween. Presented by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.